girls. <laughs> just, I just noticed your mug. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, baby. Pew, freaking pew. All right. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Self-Evident Podcast. You got Massey this morning. You got Mike. Yo. Uh, and this guy. We'll, we'll keep him anonymous yeah. until we're yeah. actually ready for we're him. We're showing him, but you don't know yeah, his don't name. You don't even know who he is, but that's okay. Guys, if you've not subscribed yet, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Click on the podcast so you guys can uh, su subscribe on every platform, uh, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. Um, and, and go ahead and share this video right now. We're asking you for a favor. Hit the share button. You'll share Pray for Ukraine, but you won't share your boys' podcast. Come on now. Do something with it, right? So go to The Self-Evident Truth. If you guys want to be a part of what we're doing, you guys can volunteer for us. Uh, we got a lot of things going on that we need help behind the scenes with. Also, be a sponsor. Nothing wrong with being a sponsor. Giving your money to Starbucks. Give it to us. Starbucks hates for, us. For $4 a day. You can you help, you can help, help a child. <laughs> help me. Cue Sarah McLaughlin. Cute. Yeah, cute. <laughs> there goes the copyright strike. <laughs> All right, guys. So this morning, it's actually a really exciting podcast. I'm, I'm, uh, you guys know we hit on a bunch of different topics. We can go on conspiracy theories. We can go on different things, mostly government, obviously, and, and God's role in government. But lately, we've been talking a lot about masculinity and why it's been stripped away from men and why we need to get back to the to the father in the household and those kinds of things. But what does that look like? Right. What does it look like? Because we could talk about we need dads back in the home. Well, a lot of people are out there that are dads, but they're not exactly fulfilling the dad role. You right. know what I mean? They're, they're males in the house, but they're not fulfilling the dad role or the husband role, right? Or right. the leadership role. And so that's why I'm excited to have this fowler. Yeah, let me, let me throw an introduction for him. This, this is going to get you guys ready. So we have here today Jonathan Rios. Jonathan is an athlete turned mental coach and licensed psychotherapist who is deeply committed to remaining undomesticated. Works extensively with addicts, performers, veterans, stay-at-home mothers, business professionals, and spiritual seekers. Specialties include treatment of anxiety, panic disorders, phobias, addiction, and performance barriers. He is an integral asset to our Revive Men's Ministry and is heading up a specialized men's program that incorporates the spirit, soul, and body together. Mr. Rios. By the way, he's got a really cool wife and children. Yes, he does. I do. Which shows the Everybody. strength of a man. Jonathan Rios. Jonathan Rios. Golf clap. Thanks, guys. Golf clap. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we didn't have a choice, John. You threatened us, so we were like, we got <laughs> we're like former he, athlete. We're like, not going to mess with that yeah. right now. And he had me on, so I felt kind of obligated. Obligated. It was the like, obligatory hey, podcast you want, you post. Want to do a podcast sometime. <laughs> I remember you I don't did, have to. I ditched him on that one. I was like, yeah, I ain't got. I, <laughs> I got something to do. Actually, I remember what I was doing. I was gone, right? Yeah, I was out something of town. like that. Anyway, there was some any hoose you came up with. <laughs> <laughs> any hoose. Any hoose. So, John, you you being a part of a, 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 a men's ministry doing the type of counseling you're doing because you see all different kinds of people but your forte your kind of foray i think um is obviously bringing males back to maybe stoicism maybe uh all that stuff but what got you if you could tell us to to that point like what what made you say hey this is something i need to click in because not every dude's thinking about that right mm -hmm. it's very uh -huh. few you see the guys go, we need to teach men how to be men again uh -huh. you know what i mean uh -huh. now that's a shirt teach men how to be men again you go uh i'm sure it's out there probably not. Uh, what got me into i was thinking about that earlier what got me into the, the masculinity topic uh agenda is is pretty basic man i remember being a kid yeah looking around at other dudes 
and thinking, I remember being like 10 years old and yep. thinking, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Right. I remember thinking that. Yeah. Um, not in a judgmental way, just like, come on, guys, we got more in the tank. Let's go. You know? Uh, and it was been like that my whole life. And now that I'm a, I'm a dad, got four daughters, my wife and I fostered 13 teenage boys over, over a span of a few years. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, he's a Christian. The rest of us, yeah. <laughs> selfish sinners. <laughs> we are foster kids. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it wasn't a walk in the park, but, um, you know, I, I, I definitely just saw the need for demonstration. Hmm. What what can it look like? What should it look like for us to exemplify uh, blood and guts masculinity that isn't weak, that doesn't cower to the popular narr narrative of the day, sure. can, can actually follow through with with our commitments. And, and so we'll, we'll get into that. But um, for me, man, honest, honestly, it, it's more than a passion. Tapping into my own masculinity lit a fire. Amen. Um, it, it, it's not just pleasure reading. It's like I read to 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 feed to feed the fire. Right, right, right. Right. Um, almost like a compulsion. Like I have to. Like I got to figure out how far can I go, how big can I get? Because you know, like I think there's a a false idea out there that says um, it's okay that like God loves you as you are, which is true, um, and that it's okay for you to just be mediocre. <laughs> I, I don't think that's okay. I'd say you have skills, talents, abilities, calling destiny. And unless you push, unless you push, you do not tap into that, to that, your max potential. Yeah. Scripture talks about that, dude, whatever you find your hands to do, do it with all your heart as unto the Lord. Uh -huh. And so if you're doing it as unto the Lord, are you going to be half hearted about it? Right. I was about to say half. Yeah, but I was close. I like half-hearted. That's good. It's nice and clean. But <laughs> sometimes it'll come out. It's like, dude, think about it, right? If we're really doing this unto God, like if we're really godly men, let's go with the godly men from yeah. here, right? You're not going to do things half-cracked. Uh -huh. You can't because you're honoring your father, right? He's he's the supreme. And on top of that, we could all sit here and say we're weak, and and I don't I don't get it. Or I can't do that. That's when he. That's when his strength shows off. So even if you can't glory in that, right? So He'll he can do it. Do it. But I think that's the narrative here is like what he was saying. I don't think it's acceptable to be half-hearted about what we do here. Yeah. Everything should be excellent. And uh, there's you can tell a lot about a person in that whole um, – there seems to be two types of people when you see somebody with success. You have the type of person who looks at that person who's successful and goes, I wonder how they did that. Uh -huh. I wonder how they achieved that. I want to I be able to do that. And the other person who goes – yeah, they, you know, they stole that. They, they don't deserve that. How dare they, you know, and you can tell, yeah, it's very much, you can tell the heart position of a person. And I, I think that's something that you, you start to realize your heart is driving forward. Like you were saying, you know, I, th I think all of us are built with that legacy gene. I want to set up a legacy, yeah. right? And so your heart is driving forward when you see other people who are successful and you go, they have something I need to mirror uh -huh. or, or learn from uh -huh. to grow myself. Yeah. yeah. So one of the questions that's really popular today is what is a woman? <laughs> right. It's kind I of a popular. See, yeah, I saw that documentary trailer. Yeah. What is a woman? Right. But you, you kind of gave some what a fruit, the fruit of what a man should be. But what is according to you? Let's go. Let's go to psychology. Let's go to whatever uh -huh. history uh, men have passed. What what constitutes a man? Yeah. You know what I mean? What what does that mean? Because. Yeah. A lot of dudes, they think just because you got the organ, you're you're a man, but right. you're really not. 
in a lot of ways. 40 years old and you know yeah it's swinging so you're you're a man you're a man yeah, yeah. Right. well and it goes without saying but let's set a baseline so a man is a, a, a mature man is a biological man has a penis y chromosomes a penis can't menstruate can't give birth and cannot breastfeed i'm okay just so we're all on the same page but more than that there goes my dreams (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to give birth more than anything i i continually have to laugh in the sense that we have to define the terms but uh as far as what is a a true mature man um i I really like douglas wilson's definition uh he says um masculinity uh, is the glad assumption of sacrificial responsibility. Dude. Oh. All right. Also, furthermore, another anthropologist, uh, David Gilmore, says um, masculinity is the basically the eradication of childhood narcissism. Right. So the way that the way I, the, the definition I lean into is it's not trying to go here. What's the opposite of femininity? I, I tend to lean into what's the opposite of childhood? What's when I became a man? I did what? Put away I, let, childish I put things, away yeah. my childish ways, right? Yep. So to be a man is to start to embody sacrificial responsibility That's gladly good. and to suffocate your own tendencies towards narcissism. Think about a child. I have four daughters. My youngest is seven. I don't have any sons. Um, you guys have three boys. Two boys. Yeah. He's got three. So, I mean, a, a little boy wants to play all the time. Yep. Uh, makes excuses of course uh, can't own stuff right um it is rebellious and needs to be yep. needs to learn and grow into discipline right mm. so if we take if we just do the opposite of that we, we stop making excuses we engage voluntarily engage responsibility uh, which by the way doesn't mean we assume guilt for things automatically um like for example if you buy a house all right and 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 you get it inspected and it looks great, and the inspector signs off on it. And then you buy the house. Two months later, the roof is leaking. Okay, um, you you did what you could do to ensure that it was a proper purchase, but you bought the house. It's now your responsibility Bingo, right. to deal with it. Was it your fault? Did you drill a hole in your roof? No, but a man takes responsibility for that which is That's on good. his in his dominion. That's so good. I think a true man like. We have a mandate and an obligation to take dominion of our sphere. Right. Adam failed in certain areas when it comes to dominion. Right. Yeah. And he was given dominion. He was given it. But then there was a there was a passivity. We'll get into that, too. Yeah, but I love that. I, I just think a lot of the talk I hear is like, well, what's the opposite of femininity? That's what masculinity. I'm like, I'm more concerned with what's the opposite of childhood narcissism. Right. Yeah. Because masculinity now can be a, like a lot of people accept a form of narcissism. Because you're above everybody else, because you keep everybody else down, because yeah. you're successful. Well, how did you get there? A man doesn't cheat. He doesn't steal. He doesn't lie. Like you said, mm-hmm. he takes ownership, possession, and responsibility of what's in his domain, mm-hmm. what he's able to, what what God has given him and entrusted with, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because a lot of people who watch this, like when they listen to it on Spotify or whatever, like they're probably not Christians, which is okay, right? But that does not negate the fact that you have been given responsibility, right, before God. Right now. Obviously, Christianity will kind of heighten that, and it's supposed to. Matter of fact, a lot of historians will say, you know, women aren't really mentioned in the Bible. It's always men and you know, masculine-driven. But who does he warn the most? <laughs> men. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's always on us, right? Uh-huh. And the fact that it's not that it, the women weren't mentioned. It's just the responsibility was on us, and he knew that. That's how he created us. And I've, I've had that conversation with women of, 
look, if, if there's this whole authority structure, if you submit like God has asked you to, and, and guys don't get all torn up uh, about that word submit. Right. But just submit, talking about dang it. submitting to authority. Right. Right. It's on the man's shoulders. And it's the same thing if you're in a church situation and like, well, I really feel like the Lord's saying this, but leadership feels like the Lord's saying this. You submit in that authority structure, allow the Lord to handle the situation. You've been counted faithful by being obedient to the authority God has put you under. That's right. And people don't tend to see it that way. So for women, you know, if you're a wife and your husband, you're like, I just don't agree with what he's doing right now. Yep. As long as it's not sinful, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your measurement or standard is being obedient That's right. to the man. And guess what? The man has the authority or, or the responsibility of, Hey, God's going to say, you did this wrong. You weren't listening to me. That's right. Right. That's so, right. so for men, that pressure is there, but men are built to stand up to that pressure. We actually had a young adult woman who she, she obviously had heard all of the feminism stuff and all of that. And there was one point where she came back. She's like, I'm so glad I'm not my husband. I don't want all of that responsibility and pressure, mm-hmm. you know, cause once they got married and he was fighting and scraping for money and having to handle this and that and the other thing, like she realized there's a lot on his shoulders, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to train men That's to right. be built up, yeah. you know? So I don't want to talk the whole time. So I'm going to ask <laughs> you, Jonathan, so one of one of the biggest questions I wanted to ask you was like <laughs> was you you have a practice what's kind of a general general major areas of struggle that you're seeing in men today like what's what's the one or two things that you see just time after time after time that yep men are battling yeah well um I'll speak in general generalities, but then I'll, I'll get into some of the details. Yeah. Um, I, I think the biggest categories uh, I'm seeing men showing up because uh, passivity is um, it's actually destroying their life. Hmm. Right? I'm seeing a lot of guys that lack meaning and purpose. Um, so they're coming in because they're depressed or they're anxious or they're angry. Yeah. Right. I see a lot. I'm seeing a lot of guys um, that are, experiencing decay in their life because they're they're over their excessive indulgence in the luxuries of the day hmm. so uh there's a word decadence i write about this in my book but decadence is, wait you have a book yeah i have a book yeah tell the people about it I, we'll talk about it later it's called problem of virtues for the modern man it's on amazon go get it um, <laughs> so uh i tell guys read one chap put it on the back of your toilet read one chapter per bowel movement <laughs> and you'll get through it. You'll get to three chapters like a day, y'all. Chapters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, some of us are more regular than others. Um, but, but going back to the decadence thing, I, I think this is not just males, but I see it in males a lot. Excessive in, indulgence in modern luxuries produces decay. So mm. moral decay, physical decay. So it, just for example, you eat too much ice cream, your teeth decay. Mm-hmm. You engage too much... Um, too, too much, too much entertainment. Um, the the luxuries of abundance actually create softness. And so, what we see, what I'm seeing, is a lot of guys who, for the last two decades, have been engaged in entertainment, luxury, the pleasures of the day, have don't understand why we choose the hard path, yep. right? And totally and true. it's created softness, weakness, um, it fragility in mm-hmm. in a lot of men. And so they're coming, they're depressed, they're anxious. 
and it's in a, not in a clinical term here, but helping them toughen up and embrace voluntarily, embrace responsibility and voluntarily choose the heart path oftentimes radically transforms mm. a man's That's life. That's crazy. It sounds maybe 50 years ago, you didn't have to have this discussion. Yeah. Everything's automated now. It's easy. So we're inundated. We're so inundated in abundance and automation yeah. and luxury and ease and ease. We're, it's like asking a fish, how's the water? We don't even realize it's the, it's the river we're swimming in. Gosh, that's crazy. It is. It, so used to it, All yeah. of us. It, you know, so unless you turn around and voluntarily swim upstream, you're in it. The, the right. river's taking you with right. it. You know? So I see, I see a lot of that um, going back to the aimlessness. Like a lot of guys don't understand. They're waiting for a mission to drop into their lap. Like a they're, purpose, right? They're waiting for, yeah, like destiny or, or a, an audible from God. Rather than going out and hunting, hunting down challenges and hunting down mission, they're waiting. And so it's passivity, but they're, it's like they're waiting for an invitation. And I'm giving, I'm giving them the green light. Yo, you got to go hunt this down, my man. Like, stop waiting. You've been waiting the last 10 years, right? Every man needs a mission. A woman can't be his mission. Ooh, so Ooh. good. So good. Because right. we have to lead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a woman can't be the mission. That's the helpmate. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, not, that's not the anchor. Dude, this is crazy. I'm so glad you brought that up because we've had this talk before. Dude. How men call their women the old anchor, the battle axe, the you know what I mean? The old hag. What's well, cause yeah, because you've made her the idol, you've made her the purpose. Mm -hmm. Which and she's fallen short. She's part of the purpose, but she's not the purpose. She's dude. supposed to help you to the purpose, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. good, dude. And, I like that. And you see that a lot in young men where they're like, I want a girlfriend, I need a girlfriend, I need mm -hmm. it. No, no, no. Stop focusing on the girl. Go after the purpose that the Lord's produced in you. Mm -hmm. When you fit that, when when you achieve that, when you're going forward in that, women will come around. Old Easy E, Easy E over easy here. E, are you listening? Remember the council we were? Oh, well, it's because no we no were reason. giving him counsel. You remember when we were in California? <laughs> we're like, man, you get this some some of this stuff squared away, boy. When you get that girl, she ain't gonna be like wondering, hey man, is you know my my man? No, no, no. I'm saying you you've taken care of. Yeah, you've done you're good. You're doing well. You're doing well now. We've... I think you're a man. Well. You gotta go through Rio's. <laughs> we're, we're so in, so do we're I. All in yeah. process. We're all in you know, process. he was talking about indulgence. I'm like, I'm allergic to food. It's a medical condition. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm just saying. I I, I swell up. You know. <laughs> so <laughs> just saying. But so when 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 you're talking about aimlessness, purpose, mm -hmm. all that stuff, the the how do I say this? I, I live a pretty cool life, right? You know, I get yeah. to help run a church, and I get to travel all over the country, talk about this stuff. So. My schedule is so crazy, but I kind of love it. I love the chaos, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I, I love when there's an issue because we get to go be the conquerors. So it's like for me, I think when, when issues arise and all these other things. But there's a lot of men uh -huh. who are your average nine to five, six to three. Uh -huh. They go punching the clock. They're, they're like you said, aimless. They come home. They're looking for they're looking for something. Uh -huh. But then what they do is they give up so quickly. So they sit in front of a TV set for the next five, six hours before they go to bed probably in a lot of ways want to be with their kids but they're ashamed of their life so they don't connect with their kids because they're ashamed of themselves you know what i'm going with this right the old married with children al bundy syndrome yeah right all that stuff and there's a lot of men i'm not saying they're to that extreme but there's a lot of men who are just like what am i doing how does the average nine to five fella who's got a family mm -hmm. right who's got a great job did he do it for convenience and comfort or did he do it because this was really his calling how does he get back to himself being an average nine to five, or what does that look like? Because you do this whole thing called primal 60, primal 90, I think too, right? Mm -hmm. You can do a 90 day thing. And I want you to explain that, maybe challenge the men yeah. 
like to to kind of think about that kind of stuff. But I I for me, I, I don't know how to really coach men into finding their purpose. I just say you gotta seek the Lord. I can't give you a purpose. Mm -hmm. But you know, you do it as a kind of a living, you know, you kind of mentor and coach mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh well, let's maybe frame it like this. So I don't my personal view is I don't think adventure adventure is peripheral. I think every man needs to feel like he's in an adventure. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So God invites us into the wild. Think of the Abrahamic stories. Hey, leave your town and yeah. walk into the unknown. Where are we going? I'm, I'll, I'm not telling you. Just start walking. There's an invitation to the unknown, to the unfamiliar, to the faith. wild. Right? It's faith. It's risk. A lot of men don't have adventure in their life. So their souls are placated and bored. Okay, so they just work the nine to five. They're not alive in the work that they do. They come home and it's it's check out Medicaid. It's whether that's Netflix, chocolate cake, sex, porn, whatever your alcohol, whatever your thing, alcohol, yeah. whatever it is. It could be sports. You know what? It's when we lack meaning and adventure, we have to placate. Right. We have to medicate when we have meaning and adventure. We're so zealous and so tied up in the swirl. Uh, we can't wait to get out of bed. Yeah, that dopamine's triggered. Right? <laughs> you're you're know, hyped up, man. You're hyped, and man. Listen, you're ready to go. Every, let's be honest. That's not every. That's not every hour of every waking day. I mean, I have hard days. Yesterday was a really hard day for me. Um, but I think the call to the wild, the call to adventure, is an invitation. But you must rise up with courage and and go after it. I love that. Okay, a, a man who's alive. All right. What's that? What's that quote? Um, it says, "Don't ask your don't ask yourself." What the world needs, ask yourself what makes you come alive and go and do that because the world needs more people who have come alive. I think you read that right? once. Howard Thurman, yeah. I think. Yeah. We need to be alive. It, an, a man who's alive will dramatically affect his home. He's going to affect his wife. He's going to affect his kids. A man who's bored is trouble. Right, right, right. 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 Bored management. We, we, well, I idle hands, right? Devil's playground. Absolutely. So, so, but even with that, right? I, I love that response. How do, how do we tell a fella, right? Tell a fella. Telephone, <laughs> telephone, telephone. Um, how, how, if you were to sit in front of, like, let's just say you're, 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 I'm, I'm me here, mm -hmm. looking for that adventure, that, mm -hmm. that whatever. How would you coach me into that? Like, what would you say to me to like make me think about it? So I think about, for me, what, uh, why we started self evident, why you came on was, <laughs> everybody said there's, you shouldn't do this, and I'm right. like. Yeah, I should, you know, and it was the odds were against us, uh -huh. you know, to start this from scratch. And we didn't, you know, there was a lot of things we didn't do that people said we should have done, but I'm glad we didn't do. So to me, the, the, the area of faith, I'm always looking for, I'm always looking to step out. You have to hold me back a lot of the times, but I have to hold you back. Right. Right. Cause we're always chasing something greater than us. How do we do that to a fella? I, I as far as passion, right? Like, is, is it, is it a passion thing that you tell them to go after? Is it a it's, calling thing? Like what, what? It could be both. I, think of a hunter. Uh, you wait. You can you can wait from your back porch and hope a deer comes into the yard, or you can walk out of the woods and go on a ten-mile hike with your rifle, find a tree stand, and you go seeking, actively seeking. Hmm. I think a lot of guys are too passive. They're actively waiting on the porch. We have this misconstrued idea of it'll come to me. No, it won't. For most people, like there's, I'd say. 1% of people know what they want to get into when they're kids. So like they 1%, I want to be a firefighter and they grow up and they become a firefighter. Most of us don't have that. Mm. We have to go hunt it down. 
we have to explore. And I think a lot of men settle. Yeah. They settle for I can't disagree. Self-preservation and security becomes yeah. their idol. Wow. Right. So the nine to five, well, safety and the, the, the secure paycheck. Cool. Right. I'm not knocking, dude. You know, no, I'm, no, I'm no. I, for years, I was an entrepreneur, like I part time private practice and then worked that had the salary. And I don't want to go off on a tangent, but just to say you have to go hunt down adventure challenge and mission and stop waiting and in so doing you come alive and if you're alive if you're alive a lot of good things are going to start happening in your life yeah. okay you're going to feel different your wife's going to look at you different mm -hmm. your kids are going to look at you different you're going to look at yourself in the mirror different because you you can recognize that you are in process and you are on a journey all right and if you if you um take that with the spirit of humility and you're, you have an open heart and you're like, God, listen, I'm throwing up the sails here. Blow, send the wind. Come on. Right. Like I'm open. Come on, man. If I'm off track here, guide me. I, I want to be fathered. I want to be taught. man. so like, God, I always tell people when you're praying, pray like this, God, here's where I'm going. And if I'm off trail, swallow me with a whale and spit me up on the right beach. <laughs> right. Like, I like it. God could do that. Just like he did with Jonah. Do something, decide and act, <laughs> right? And, and I'll close, I'll round out the thought. That's with cool, that's cool. Patton. Um, we, I love Patton. He's one of my heroes. Um, but he said, um, uh, a, a good decision executed, violently executed now is better than a, uh, than a, a great plan executed next week. Ooh. So it's a good idea. It's a good plan. Execute, decide, act. Take action. Decide. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. Move. Okay. Um, well, Thomas Jefferson said something similar. He said, if you want to know what your purpose is, he said, don't ask. Act. He said, your action will delineate and define you. Mm. So it's like sometimes we're always like, you know, how do I? There's too many people that are hurting. How do I? How do you dig a well? You just start digging. Yeah. You just start. And then eventually what I, what I love is with that analogy of what you just said, what Thomas Jefferson had said. It's like if you dig a well. You're gonna hit every kinds of dirt. You're probably gonna cuss. You're probably gonna throw the, probably gonna throw the shovel out the hole. You're gonna get pissed. You're gonna want to quit. Mm -hmm. You you're keep going. Find solutions. Yeah, find solutions. You're gonna get frustrated, but then you're gonna hit, hit water, and it's gonna mm -hmm. feed millions. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Yeah, man. Every single time. You said something about comfort and convenience. We get used to this comfort. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. I said, you know what's crazy about men who um, are very the victim. You know, they get around other men. They gotta vomit their stuff. You know, and it's like I'm, I'm always the Eeyore spirit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, woe yeah, is yeah. me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I said, isn't it crazy? Because a lot of those fellas, they've built their lives around being under, right? Yeah. So all their friends accept them for being under because that's who they attracted. Uh -huh. So their comfort is me being under. I still have my friends. Mm -hmm. I still have people around me. I still have my wife. And so, right, instead of that overcomer side. Uh -huh. And uh, we were talking about this, like, we don't associate with people that are not my, our seniors, right? Like yeah. people above us, our board members. They're like 10 times the success I have. But that's because I'm going somewhere. You know, mm -hmm. I got to be around those dudes who are going to challenge you and, and mm -hmm. question, mm -hmm. like, why aren't you going higher than that? Why, why, why are you stopping yourself? Why is that going to take three years? Why, why can't that take a year? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's like we associate ourselves at our comfort level. And if we're comfortable with being low, we'll put everyone around us to keep us low. Yep. It's a weird place to be, right? And, and I mean, that's that totally fits into I love the you're the average of the five people around you. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
you have to start leveling up the people around you because if the people around you are all sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, guess what you're doing? Sitting on the Absolutely. couch eating Cheetos, you will. right? But if we look ahead of us and go, he's been somewhere that I want to get to. So yeah. I've got to get into his orbit and I've got to Straight get up. into his world. You start learning things Straight that, that they knew and, and they've, they've, learn the experience they've made the mistakes they can they can help train you plus it opens up your your view of what's possible mm -hmm. right if if all you've ever done is earn minimum wage you you don't have a concept of what it means to be a billionaire because you, you've never seen into that world you start hanging out with a billionaire and seeing his daily life and seeing his how he sees things you start to see what's possible associations you know yeah, yeah. you know you were said you guys said something earlier um, you're just thinking about the dad at home who's listening. He's like, man, I got kids and I got a job and I'm like busy and I'm tired, you know, and like, I don't even have time to work out. I mean, these are, I get it. Yeah. Right? I've got four kids. I get it. Um, but I would just tell you, you know, everybody thinks. Why did that speak to me? <laughs> <laughs> everybody thinks about changing the world, but nobody thinks about doing the dishes for their wife. Yeah. Like you got to start where you are. Take dominion where you are. I love that. Take responsibility yep. for the the few things and the few the few people in your immediate sphere, sphere. okay start small most people despise the day of small things mm -hmm. so they never grow if you had the idea if you had if you believe this truth god's all about stewardship if you steward the small stuff you can handle the bigger stuff but most of us neglect the small stuff so we never get promoted or we get promoted and we crumple because we can't handle the pressure so start like I whatever you've got on your table, wh whatever job you've got, wow. whatever wife that. you've got, whatever body you've got, whatever car you've got, steward it well and trust the process. Most of us get disheartened because we think the process takes too long. Men are developed through a process. You're not born a man. You're built into a man. It's through a process. God forms. He forges men through a process. It's the way it's always going to be. So we have, we can either, Humble ourselves, open our hands and say, Father, I'm willing to be fathered. I embrace the process. I, I like to say embrace the suck sometimes, right? Because yeah. it's not always enjoyable. When you forge a sword, it's a friction process. You beat the crap out of it with a hammer. You put it in a fire. You, then you put it in freezing cold water. Then you redo it and you do it again. And you do it again. And you do it again. And before you know it, you've got a double-edged sword that can be useful right? That's us. And most that, men man. bail on the process. And look, I can talk to myself for years, man, I was a late bloomer, like taking responsibility for me. I could get away with not taking responsibility because of like raw talent in certain areas or whatever. But now looking back, I'm like, man, I had so much immaturity because I would evade, I would make excuses, crack, crack a joke and, you know, just avoid things, pull out last minute, stuff like that. And I, I will tell you, uh, authority will f uh, authority flows to those who take responsibility. That's right. That's so authority true. Authority flows to man or woman. Whoo! It will it it will flow. People want to hear what you have to say. If you're the kind of person who puts stuff on your shoulders and carries a heavy burden, also clinically, psychologically, you're gonna feel more fulfilled as you are engaging responsibility because wow. you're carrying a heavy load, you're pushing something forward. It has meaning and value. Okay. You're going to actually feel uh, holistically more fulfilled, but a lot, like a lot of man babies, they don't push a heavy load and they lack meaning and purpose. 
and so they they fill their lives with entertainment and pleasure right and i'm not against pleasure <laughs> right i'm not against pleasure what i am against it, it's in my view it's 80 percent hard path 20 percent pleasure. yeah there's a time and place for it but when that pleasure becomes the idol because that's what we do now mm -hmm. we've created the pleasure of the idol like the end game is pleasure no no the end game no. is is their future like what are we leaving behind I, I'm, I'm on this book with a couple fellas it's called sowing and reaping deal moody wrote it and uh and and it's the, the concepts are so simple, right? Mm -hmm. But every dude needs to be reminded. And, and I say this to my sons, but especially Isaiah. The decisions you make, the things you say, the things you do, your brothers are watching. So you're planting seeds mm -hmm. every yeah. single time you do. Same with me. If they see me on the couch chilling, you know what they're going to do? You know what they're, yeah. Same thing. They see me reading my Bible. They see me talking life. They see me all these things with mom, right? I'm all, you, know, you always got to make sure you're setting the example. Not mm -hmm. because you want them to be followers of you right it's not that it's it's not even a thought anymore like you're just the example everything yeah. you do is an example right how i conduct myself how like you said how you take care of yourself how you take care of your vehicles uh, i think the hardest part is maybe you can speak to this real fast but disciplines we think being tough on our kids is discipline discipline is really discipling like teaching them now, i'm not saying you can't have consequences to decisions that's the truth but sometimes I think we try to beat our kids into being discipled mm -hmm. instead of just showing them how to be discipled. How does a fella fella do that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. how, how, how do they how do they work that out? Because there's a lot of people probably watching that. They grew up with heavy handed right. like me. Straight up right. discipline. I mean, <laughs> Mexicans are crazy. You know, <laughs> they are, man. Like I wish my mom was here. She'd tell you. And, and it wasn't that it was all bad. It was just a lot of it was just do as I say. Yeah. Not there's no explanation. There's no discipline. It's just do this. And, and a lot of, I think a lot of fellas will, will, will kind of fall into that trap. How do we, how do we yeah. stop that? How do we. Well, a couple, couple ideas. Uh, let's say we're talking about fathers and sons. Okay. Is that, that's kind of what you're. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I well, have fathers, fathers and daughters. Fathers and yeah. daughters too. Well, Matt, you know, masculinity is, is both taught and caught. Ooh. Right. So. Just you guys writing these little one-liners down. These right? are good. Put these on shirt, man, make men great again. <laughs> I think that's that's, a, that's your next printout. There we go. Um, it's it, masculinity is both caught and taught. So we teach our children certain truths, mm -hmm. and then we demonstrate certain mm. truths. Like my dad demonstrated excellence by how he mowed the lawn. I would mow the lawn, and he'd have to go redo sections, and he'd show me where I missed it. Right, and through that process, I learned how to not cut corners. Yeah. Um, I also learned masculinity from teammates in college. I remember Mark Carmona, he was our team captain. He, when we did sprints, he would not even, he would always go way wide at the corner and never cut corners on our sprints. And I remember watching him going, oh man, I think I, I think I cut a couple of the corners there. And he held me to a standard just by his demonstration. Yeah. It's a silly example, but we That's demonstrate, we demonstrate <laughs> through our, how do we speak to our children? A lot of men wrestle with anger. They yell at the kids um, and gosh, we've all been guilty of that at some point. Right. So there's grace for that. But um, I think one of the ways that you demonstrate is you get your own anger in check. You, you cultivate your own self-disciplines, your own humility. Right. Um, and then secondly, I was coach parents on this. You've got to learn your kids love languages. Ooh. Right. So like some kids are physical touch kids. Some kids are words of affirmation. Some kids are quality time. Two of my kids are big on physical touch. So I, I have to wrestle with them 
I have to snuggle with them. Sometimes they're, they're acting out. And if I'll just put them on my lap and like hug them for, and they'll squirm and eventually they'll stop squirming and it like fills their tank and then I can let them go. You know, they don't know what their needs are. You got to recognize, have some emotional, some emotional intelligence, recognize. I think this kid's an affirmation kid. Yeah. I need to speak life to this kid a little bit more than I speak with this kid. This kid is a quality. So I'm, I need to go for walks in the woods with this one. I need to go to Starbucks with this one, not Starbucks. That's that's con that, that, <laughs> that's convicting. Yeah, because it, and I don't want to jump on your point. No, I, dude, I, I'm sure you probably have the same point I do. Well, it's it's convicting because like my son is very much quality time. Like as soon as I'm home, Dad, let's play, let's play, let's play. Every nine to fiver knows what I'm about to say. You get home, you're tired. You're 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 mentally shot, right? And I'm one of those people who I need like solace and isolation in order for me to recharge my tank. Mm -hmm. But as a man, I have to put on that hat of my son needs quality time. That's more important than me getting my isolation. Mm -hmm. I'll get that later, mm -hmm. right? So I have to steward this process, and I'm not perfect at it. And it, it's tough for me mm -hmm. to put myself aside. And, and fully immerse myself in his love language, his way of, of receiving, you know, uh -huh. love. Uh -huh. And love it. it's, it's got to be, we as men have to recognize that, uh -huh. that our child has a certain way that they receive love. Uh -huh. We have to be willing to, because they don't know. They can't, they Bro, can't let, voice it Let me it tell out, you, man, you know? I see this all the time with dads and kids. Say, say dad, he's, he's, his way of showing love to the, his wife and his kids is through serving them. He works hard yeah. to, to pay for the mortgage and to pay for everything. So the kids can play soccer and kids can eat. And that's honorable, valuable, beautiful. He should be doing that. He spends, you know, 60, 70, 80, hundred hours doing that a week. And, and yet if you've got a kid who's a quality time kid, you, although he's loving his child, he's not hitting their target. Gosh, that's good, man. Right? I never thought of that. So is he wow. loving them? Yes. Is does the child feel loved? No. So we can we can oh, that's good. we can know wow. in the head our dad loves us, but not feel in the heart that Ooh, our dad loves come us. Come on. And we all want to come on. feel it, not just know it. Same right. with your wife. Right. Right. So my wife's big on acts of service, which means washing the dishes, cleaning up after myself. And I'm still <laughs> I'm still working on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just yesterday, she was like, you left this box of cereal. I'm like, Oh crap. Like I did, you know, it's on me. I'm it was the kids. <laughs> yeah. I usually do blame the kids. <laughs> so there is room in masculinity for blaming your children. <laughs> yes. Jesus. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, man. So I, I, I think a lot of dudes, they're, they're actually loving their wife and yeah. kids, yeah. but it's not hitting the target. Right. And a lot of women do that too. So we can be more strategic with that. And then I want to, I want to mention this as well. Um, actually, let me pause. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Everything does. That yeah. Really I mean, it, I'm, I'm actually seriously con convicted because I mean, I try my best to spend, do watch, what do they want? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm trying to fill that tank, but it's like, I never thought of it. So I'm thinking of Aaron, like he, like Isaiah always wants to hug me Yeah. always. And he wants dad, let's go watch star Wars. And I'm like, buddy, I can only handle so much Star Wars because I'm not a Star Wars guy. Yeah. First time I seen any of them uh -huh. was like starting this month. Oh, okay. I'd never oh, seen wow. them. Yeah, I'd never seen. Them. I don't because I don't care about that. Yeah. To him, it's the world, right? So I'm like, buddy, I just got a 
can we just wait till the weekend? But it's like, I got to realize that's his, he needs that yeah. with, you know, from me at mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. So I do watch them, but I'll, I'll say, Hey, let's wait till the weekend. Or I think that may turn him off, you know, to ask me for things. Cause I've noticed sometimes I'm like, why didn't you just ask me? He's like, ah, I knew you were tired. It's Ooh. like, I don't, I don't want them to say that anymore. I, and we've been working on that for two years. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't hesitate. My youngest son, he's all about the show. Like, just watch me. You know, like, you know, yeah. my middle son is identical to me. When I give him a word, he's like, oh, I did good. You know, like, <laughs> he loves it. You know what Girl, I mean? So I'm awesome. just, I'm just learning to identify as you're talking. That's why I'm like, man, that's crazy. It's I never thought of that. Huge nugget. Never thought of that one, before. One thing, Mike, you brought up is I think, guys, listen to this. Um, when we, tr when we come, say you work hard all day, maybe you work from home or you work at a corporate office or whatever. When you, when you come home or when you leave your office at home, um, you need to have your mindset. You need a mindset shift. Your day isn't over. Mm. Your day's not over till you hit the pillow. Right. So you, you actually have to strategically in your mind go, dude, I'm walking in the door here, but I'm not off the clock. Like yeah. I still have to be assertive. I still have to serve. I, my wife's probably going to need me to take over a couple things as soon as I walk in the door. Uh, and a lot of guys, if they work from home, they don't make that mental shift. So their office is right next to the kitchen and they walk out like, well, I'm done with work. It's like, no, you're not. You have to serve your family. You're the head. You're the leader. You, you go first. You do the I hard things, that. right? But it's a mindset shift. We have to decide it's not over till Damn. I hit the pillow. Right. And, and to go along with that, I think a lot of guys will hear that and they go, I never get time for me. And I just, you know, that... A, you get more fulfilled by fulfilling your responsibility, but B, trust in the Lord that the Lord will provide you. One thing that I've recognized in my life is the Lord will provide me the recovery time. I always think I need more than I really do. And I think that's probably true for all of us is, but we, as men, we we're also able to push that aside and continue moving forward. Right. At least we should be able to. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that, that convicted me was I would get, my son into bed and then i would turn on the tv to watch a show or two and at one point my son even he wasn't trying to call me out but he's like yeah you know you're gonna watch tv again after i go to bed i was like why do you say that he's like because that's what you always do i was like oh man this is not what i want to model for my son you're a right tv watcher yeah, I'm a tv watcher, you're a TV watcher. like you're one of those guys singular we're all going oh crap <laughs> right right i think all of us go everybody oh, on this podcast no. is perfect yes of course dude You're but sick. i love that mental shift thing he's talking about yeah because a lot of times i'll come in he's right you'll have hard days you know you have to deal with a lot of problems you know like a church it's not that it's a job to me it's ministry right but there's problems that arise that you can weigh on you or hey man i missed that or i screwed up here i gotta literally sit in my truck for 10 minutes mm -hmm. pray it off that mm -hmm. it's shutting off right now mm -hmm. i cannot bring this into the house right now yep at nighttime, when Carrie and I are going to bed, she'll ask me, how was your day? And it was tough. But, you know, it's and she her and I have a really good just like we talk probably about an hour a night, you know, just talk about things. She helps me. You know, I, I really want to do this. And she's going to be like, that's cool. You're going to destroy that you know, if you if you do it your way, you know. So there's those cool things. But I can't project my anger on them. They had nothing to do with my heart. Right. Day. And so I think you're right. Like we have to turn that off because I don't want them to think they're a problem to me. Because I'm annoyed by him, I think is like, and I, I don't know, I don't ever want to be annoyed with my kids. Well, in, you know? in uh, psychology, there's a term. Um, why am I blanking on it? It's not projection. 
Well, here I'll biggest de- moment I'll, of your I'll life. De- I'll define the. T- I'll, no I'll pressure. Explain what it is. <laughs> Imagine you're at work and your boss disrespects you in the boardroom, right? Um, and you can't punch your boss because you lose your job. Right. I guess you could punch your boss, but don't. But you would lose your job. <laughs> you could so, go fight club. We're talking about it, self-control, right? fellers. So, so now you're you're worked up. You're feeling disrespected. You're angry. You're hostile, and you and you go home and you kick the dog or you yell at your wife or you punch a hole in the drywall. The drywall had nothing to do with it. Your wife had nothing to do with it. That energy, that that anger and disrespect, you brought that into the home, but it had nothing to do with your wife. And you kicked the dog, but it wasn't the dog's fault. The dog just got in your way. So we have to figure out how to discharge our emotions appropriately because they don't just go away. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's hard exercise. For me, it's prayer. I walk in the woods. I pray for me. It's hot showers and I breathe or cold ice baths or cold showers. Um, martial arts. I do jujitsu as often as I can. Um, you just got to find the way that you can discharge. Yeah, that's um, good. Right. It might be good. a swim in the ocean, bro. It might be just you come in the door and you go, hey, babe, I need three minutes to go take a hot shower. Yeah. And that's your that's a way for you to shift whatever you got to like do. There was there was Dude, a, it's, a, it, these little principles and nuggets, guys. Oh, so useful. They're just good. Like that. It, it, it's it's a simple things we can all do that alleviate tons of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. how many of us fellers, right? How many of us have said stupid crap walking in the door because you got annoyed by something? Now you have to go deal with it, yep. right? And you got to spend in your mind all kinds of money, go buy flowers, go do all these <laughs> things when that could have been a gift instead of a, a, a repentance. Mm-hmm. So buying your wife flowers could have been a gift instead of being a repentance. Mm-hmm. So in other words, now she's learning that your gifts come only when you piss her off instead of, yeah. you know what I mean? And and to be even more I hope that serious about yes. that is what are you imprinting on your kids, right? So Ooh. if you come home and you're yelling at the kids, but it's not, kids are being kids, it's something from work. Do you understand what you're imprinting on your kid over the long haul? What you're imprinting is dad's angry, dad doesn't, isn't happy sure. with me. I need to just avoid dad. Right. And so we've got to be convicted by that. Okay. And, and what you're bringing up is something where Melissa and I were, were helping out a couple and she was complaining that he was coming home and he'd go to the bathroom. Well, we all know what we do in the bathroom, right? We, we sit on the toilet and we look at our phone. Uh-huh. He was being in there for like 45 minutes to an hour. And then he'd come out and he'd kind of play with the kid, but then he'd go back to his phone. Her, her language Love language is, of course, like quality time, spending time with me and the kid and all that. Mm-hmm. And so when we were talking with him, we told him, look, we understand you've, you've, you've got to decompress a little bit from work. We get that. 10 minutes in the bathroom or whatever, but you have to make that switch. You've got to you've got to determine for yourself that so good. my family is also my responsibility and my yes. job. So go ahead and have that decompressed moment. Mm-hmm. But you, at some point, You've got to step back in, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we're running out of time. Last, We're thoughts. trying to respect Mr. Rios here. He's I, actually guys, got I a actually, job. We don't have a job. No, I, I'm good on time. Don't feel pressure. Oh, good. I, I push things back. So <laughs> if we want to be here for five hours, I'm damn. I mean, I would love to. If we didn't have stuff. <laughs> um, it, it, no, it's and it's not even the time. It's just we could break this up into so many segments. Because yeah. mm-hmm. this isn't just about men either. Then it goes to the ladies. You know, how does that look? We'd love to do all that stuff. Yeah. And I think too, it's all it's building the man. The Bible says building building ourselves up in the most holy faith mm-hmm. unto a mature man. Like we have to build ourselves to a mature man. What does that look like, mm-hmm. really? You know what I mean? Can we? Because all this adopts into faith too. You know, like the, right. when you become a Christian, 
um, it's almost like your heart changes, right? Like your desires change and all these other mm-hmm. things. We choose to ignore those desire changes sometimes, right? So Absolutely. we can be Christians, uh, you know, being in a class with some of these fellas, right? Uh, or, or, or being in church, you hear dudes that have been there for 20 years, still have never cracked open scripture. They've mm-hmm. never, you know what I mean? They've never challenged themselves in the faith to see if they can, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you've literally had to tell your conscience, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm to sear that off. You know what I mean? Cause when you got saved, it was like a radical thing. Well, for me it was, but the, 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 what's the word, the chase never left. You know, I got to chase what, what I'm after. You know what I mean? If there's a, if you have giftings, Tim Tebow said something really cool. He, he, and, it, and I know it's a common saying too, but he said hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard enough. Mm-hmm. So I had a gift to play music for, since I was like five, you know, I picked up a bass, started playing, but it wasn't until I was like 22 and I joined a band and these guys were pros mm. and they looked at me and they said, you mess up. It's a hundred bucks a gig. We'll take it off your pay. Every time you mess up, it's a hundred bucks wow. each gig. So it was like, um, <laughs> I better yeah, practice, buddy. I got, I practiced. I got every video on bass tutoring and nobody ever taught me. Right. Mm. Best thing for me. Cause I had talent. That's what, that's why they hired me after that. No screw ups. You can't right? So it puts you in a path and in a plan. Was that the right way to do it for them? No. I mean, I, I don't know if that's, but look what but it, it did. pushed you, dude. It yeah. pushed me to disciplines, man. Like knowing your roles, knowing this. And, it, and I took that to every area of life, you know, ministry, dude, how, how, how anal am I about things? Because it's, there's an excellence that has to come from us, right. right. From our product, from our, from our podcast, from the view of things, right. All this stuff has to, and I think it's, and I'm still working, bro. Like there's just talking to you today. I'm like, there's many things in my life. I'm still asking the Lord. To help me change me too, man. and and there's dudes that have never even started and this is where i hope you know you guys can help encourage as we kind of do what yeah. we do but like um i also want people what like do you, do you have something that these men can can go to like a website or mm-hmm. you know a book he does these primal 60 things if you're at revive church you gotta sign up for these things um because it's 60 days of kicking your butt and it's and it's making no excuses for yourself um, and the challenges are, uh, from what I'm told, because I'm not in it yet, because I don't want to die. So I, I haven't signed up yet. And but there's these challenges, and I'm, there's many reasons why. But I'm going to sign up for the next course. But we got to get on this. So like, is there like a website you, you can send these fellas to, like the book would, thing? Yeah, I would say. Uh, so I post a lot of stuff on social on Which, Instagram. I love your postings, dude. Thanks, I honestly, I love seeing when you post. So sorry to interrupt, yeah, but I, I, you know, I try to do that frequently. Uh, it's primal virtues. That's on Instagram. Um, go to my website. It's thrive.co. It's T H R I I V.co. Uh, and then the primal 60 is basically a 60 day formal rite of passage process that involves body, soul, and spirit challenges um, it ends with a final crucible where we, the final testing and it involves martial arts training. It involves fasting. It involves physical disciplines, also psychological teaching and biblical teaching and accountability and holding men to a higher standard. Um, last thing I'll say, guys, uh, and I want you to hear this. Um, I think there's a lot of dudes out there that are actually trying really hard. Yeah. And um, they're just you just don't know what you don't know. And I, years ago, I was mentoring this seventeen-year-old like kid, and wow. we were shooting hoops. And I'm a horrible basketball player, but that, like, I was just shooting hoops. That's his game. Yeah. And I'm I I suck, guys. Like, let's be honest. Here. So I'm just brick after brick after brick. And he goes, "Mr. Johnny, can I give you a, some advice?" And I was like, "Yeah, man. What what is it?" He said, "Your elbow's too far out. If you bring it in, I'll bet you'll make more baskets." 
And in my head, I was thinking, this is dumb advice. This I'm just, I just suck at basketball, but I brought my elbow in and I started just making shots repeatedly. <laughs> and I, my mind was blown. It was a technique issue. It was just huh. a six. It was maybe four inches, a four inch shift. Wow. And I think That's so good. I think there's a lot of men who feel like they just don't know what they're doing and they're not sure how to, what those right. shifts are. And that's where being with other men, like, you know, if you want to be a lion, you got to train with lions. Yeah. If you want to grow up in your masculinity, you got to be around men that know who they are, that have walked the walk. They're, they're, they've been through the fire. They've been forged and listen to them. Humble yourself and listen. I see a lot. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, CEOs, guys with lots of money, millionaires. Not all of them, but a large percentage of these men, powerful men with status and money, um, they, they think the status and the money qualifies them and makes them healthy and makes like, well, now you should listen to me because I have status and money. That doesn't make you mature. Hmm. That just means you have money in the bank and you have some nice cars and some property. Cool. And and you can yeah. you can you could be a boss in a boardroom. Cool. I'm glad you could do that. That doesn't make you mature. Yeah. Yeah. It could make you a spoiled brat. Could. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta make the decision. Let us humble ourselves, submit to a process, submit to other men who seem to be men of character, men of high standards, unyielding standards, and see what happens. Rub shoulders with those guys. Iron sharpens iron. You must be around other men that can sharpen you. That's all I gotta say. Amen. And make sure that men are men of iron, right? Not men of stone, because if they're hard and you're trying to go after that, that that doesn't sharpen the knife. It actually dulls the knife. So make sure that they're men of iron who can't. You know, I was thinking about that scripture a lot that, you know, we we, we find men who are soft, so it won't sharpen your your sword. Uh But then sometimes we find men of stone because he looks like it. Right. But it ends up dulling your sword anyway you know what i mean so good so it's like gotta be iron yeah make sure that they're men of character they've been forged right yeah. and that they have that what's you were talking about the dross yesterday how it goes through yeah. the you got to heat it but you can't heat it too much because it'll burn the gold and just a yeah. really good thing you you had set up i don't want to get into because it's your revelation i didn't get it oh it was given okay, to me by somebody so yeah right 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 so for that and then then we'll end it out um, I always thought the refining process for gold was you just heat it up, the dross burns off and you scrape off the dross. And somebody was telling me, no, that refining process, you have to slowly heat it up. Uh-huh. A little bit of dross will be created and then you cool it off and you scrape off dross, right? So if you just crank the heat, it ruins the gold. But you have to raise the heat and then cool it off oh. and raise the heat and cool it off, much like iron for a forging process. I think right? He's got something to say right now. That's true. Right. Wow. Right. And so, so that, that process is very important, it. very specific, you know? So you'll have times of testing, you'll have times of bringing you back and, and cooling you off. Um, so Jonathan, we got to have you back, man. Cool. We got to so, have you we back. We got more. Yeah. We've there's way more. There's days. way more that we got to talk about, but for sake of time, um, guys, do not forget to check out the self Don't forget to check out our merch. Share, like, subscribe, all of that. We just want to say thank you so much to Jonathan. Absolutely. We appreciate you being here, man. Thanks so much Dude, for making for some time. I love it. He's all, right. all right. He's all right. So <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. Until next time, guys, we love you. Peace. Be a man. <laughs> man. Man. Not woman, men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be a man.
Amen. Have you have you seen have you seen those be a man uh, that guy be a man?